lot of concern recently about what the Vancouver School Board has been up to with their future planning. They seem to be concerned that perhaps they're not going to need as many school buildings, that perhaps some of them are superfluous. They could sell some of that land off. But are they using the right numbers? They're projecting a decline of approximately 5,000 students in enrollment at Vancouver Elementary and Secondary Schools over the next 10 years. But that is not what BC's you know, statistical modeling agency and even the education ministry are expecting for the Vancouver School District. So what, what is going on here? Well, joining us now is Dr. Michael Hooper, who's an associate professor of community and regional planning at the University of British Columbia. Dr. Hooper, thanks for being with us. Hi there. Thanks for having me. So what are the numbers then for Vancouver? Are more kids going to be you know, needing to go to school here or not? Well, that's a great question. I think one thing that's really obvious is there's a huge uh, departure now between the numbers being used or projected by the VSB and the Ministry of Education. Over the next 10 years, there's now an almost 15,000 student difference. So Ministry of Education calling for 10,000 more uh, students, VSB saying there's going to be 5,000 less. Now, What's important here is that the VSB's numbers, no one's really clear how they produce them. They use a proprietary formula, and most of their planning happens over a relatively short term. Their long-term plan really only projects out seven years, and it precludes consideration of most forms of development. So this is a huge problem, I think, in terms of planning practice. Generally, long-term plans look at 30 to 50 years. If you look at the city of Vancouver, metro Vancouver, any of the First Nations, they're, they're looking at 30 to 50 years. Uh, the Vancouver School Board is looking at seven years at the longest right now, and their projections preclude anything that's currently not moving to construction. So really, they're, they're visualizing a future city that's really one of decline because that's the way their model is structured. Other agencies are sitting, seeing a city of incredible growth, and you only have to look around, see the cranes, realize that we're in a massive densification push right now, And whether that densification succeeds in making a livable city, especially for families, is going to hinge on the amenities that are available. And one of the key amenities is schools. And there's this huge um, problem where the Vancouver School Board is really not planning in tandem with any other agency. And while other agencies plan for vast growth, the VSB is planning for decline. And based on those projections, which I think most people find very uh, dubious, is actually making short-term plans to sell off schools, uh, whether it's uh, the closure of Sir Guy or Carlton, the uh, sale of part of the playing field of Bruce School, the closure of Queen Elizabeth Annex, the sale of uh, large parts of Fleming School, et cetera, which are all based on another secret planning document which needs to be made public, the land asset strategy. Right. I don't understand why we seem to make this mistake repeatedly. Like when I was in high school in the city of Vancouver, uh, it it was in a kind of a shrink mode, right? Like there were empty classrooms, empty rows of lockers. But, you know, five years later, the school was packed to overflowing. So is it not always the way it goes? And why do we make decisions thinking that, oh, it's never going to be different? Well, that is a huge question, right? And that's why long-term planning needs to look over the long-term. This idea that you can make long-term decisions over the very, very short term is inherently problematic. It's not how planning agencies work. Now, and there is one of the main problems that the VSB is not seeing itself as a planning agency. Now, they actually control $6.2 billion worth of land and schools. And that is actually, that has higher value than the GDP of 45 different countries on earth. So it's not just that 
the VSB is in the business of education. They are one of the most powerful and important planning agencies in the province, if not Western Canada. But they're not seeing themselves that way, and they're planning over the short term, and they're not taking account of the wild unpredictability of growth in Vancouver. So they proposed just a few years ago closing 12 schools. The trustees didn't go forward with that. But now if you look at those 12 schools, almost all of them are in super high enrollment areas, right? Because the city is growing rapidly and is also unpredictable. You don't sell off your assets over the short term. Like unless you're planning on downsizing, that could be a good strategy in Vancouver. But as far as we know, the Vancouver, you know, isn't planning on relocating elsewhere in the province, right? So you shouldn't be liquidating your assets. But this isn't really rocket science, you know, because you look at what happened with Olympic Village, you look at what happened in those areas where you lots of notice that these neighborhoods were going to be built. And did we think that no children were ever going to live in this because there's no school there? There's still no school there. That's an ongoing issue. It almost feels like, you know, oh, Vancouver built all the schools that Vancouver was going to build however many years ago, and that's it. Right. And the way they're thinking about these schools, I think, is problematic. Like this, this recent plan to subdivide off the playing fields of Bruce School, an at-capacity elementary school in East Vancouver, subdivide off a big part of the playing field and sell it. It fails to understand that a playing field is more than just excess land, which is the way it's being framed by the VSB. That is vital infrastructure for the city. It's green space for a rapidly growing neighborhood. Um, So framing school land as excess land or surplus land, I think, is really problematic. And I think if you want to highlight just how far the projections can go off, if you look at Sanok, which I'm sure you're familiar with, the Squamish First Nation project at the foot of the Burrard Bridge, very exciting project that's going to see approximately 11,000 people move into that neighborhood. And Squamish First Nation has worked out supply uh, and service agreements with the city for fire services, water, sewerage absolutely vital to make sure that densification works and is livable. Meanwhile, the VSB, who is operating in a fundamentally different silo, in 10 years, they predict that the nearest elementary school, Henry Hudson, will have 101 fewer students. So you'll have 11,000 people move to the neighborhood, and Squamish First Nation says families will be a big part of that. Meanwhile, the VSB, their projections, which are clearly wrong, say, well, Henry Hudson will be in a state of radical decline at that point. And this just highlights the, the challenge here of using these projections yeah. um, to sell off vital public assets. So many questions about this. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me.